somebody's hands, let's say this together. Our Father, in our son, like you mean, our Father, in the name of your Son Jesus, we receive revelation that is found in Christ alone. There is no confusion, there is no error in this atmosphere. We build you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified, and we are edified. Amen. All right, Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. We're still continuing our series on fasting. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. And uh, we, we say that uh, in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, it says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And I says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. And we said that word teach is from the Greek word matitio. Teach there where it says, Go ye therefore and teach. That word teach is translated from the Greek word matitio, that is mat. M-E-T-H-E-T-E-U-O, and it implies to make disciples. So that shows one instruction that Jesus gave to us in the scriptures is to make disciples. So as a believer, if you are not making disciples, you are living in sin. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that shows he says, go into the world, therefore, and teach all nations. So that shows we will make students of all nations. We would, would be, and I told you that that same word was used in Matthew 13, verse 52, and Acts 14, verse 21. And that word, Matthew, means to make someone or people students via teaching. So how do you make a disciple? You don't make a disciple by the pers- by giving the person money, by picking the person up for church, by um, assisting the person. No, you make disciples by teaching. So disciples are raised by teaching. So you as a believer, you have to do a lot of work in teaching. So we say that the word multitude implies to make someone or people student via teaching. And it's like a process of enrolling someone in a school to learn. It is derived from another word, matitis, and it implies that a student or someone who is learning, a disciple. So that shows, I don't know about you, but I want to be a student for life, learning the world, growing. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you are, so now as a believer, you are a student. You are being enrolled. So we can safely say, every one of you now are enrolled to this church as a student. Can we say that? Can we say that? Because you are learning. We don't come here to do jamborines or razmathas or praise jams. That's not discipleship. Are those things permitted yeah you, you can you can do all of those things but the major essence of the local church is the teaching what is what are you learning from it how are you growing how are you feeding 
And many a times when we say things like this, a lot of people get angry. They feel like, ah, so do you mean church is not this way? You mean church is not this way? You mean, no. It's just like I, I explained to you and I said, it's just like a school. You come into a school and you sit down and your lecturer or your professor gives you his handout. It makes you understand this is our syllabus for the semester, for the 16 weeks class. You don't go tell him and say, I'm not doing this. You are a student. You have to listen to what your lecturer is saying or what your professor is saying. Because you have been enrolled as a student and your professor would teach you. So that is discipleship. So when you, a lot of people believe just because they have some notion of church, they believe that they can make, they can make ideas or give contributions. No, this is not how the church should be. No, why about you? You know, some people come to the church and expect that. This is their first service. So they already give you suggestions. How about, I noticed that they did it uh, do testimony time. How about we can include testimony time? Each school has different curriculum. You can go to the school that has set that curriculum. Are you getting what I'm saying? Do we have testimony time? Definitely. Go and listen to the believer's testimony. <laughs> Hallelujah. We have testimony time. So I say, why don't they share testimony in church? It's a good thing, actually, but we don't want to build the believer's mindset on materialism. So we now say, praise the Lord. Now, look at it. Let's say we do praise and worship. No, we do opening prayer. We do praise and worship, right? Then we will not take a pause. Then we will not do, we've prayed that our highest of understanding is enlightened. We pray that we'll be able to receive the ministry of the Spirit from the preacher that to the end at which we are edified and we are blessed. We've sang worship song, the glory of the Lord fills the land. Or oh, as we lift our hands, we offer adoration. We sang that one. They will not take an average. All right, let's sit down. Testimony time. Victory time. So, bro, Noah will come and say, brethren, then they will ask you in case maybe there's nobody. If you have testimony, lift your head. Then nobody raised their hand. Brethren, the fact that you wake up today, sh that you are, you are in the sanctuary and not in the mortuary, some slept last night. Ah, ah. Why do just say, please, wake up. Just say, give testimony. That's enough that coming to harass believers and say, your maid slept last night. <laughs> you know, that thing is indirectly mocking them in the church. Then somebody too will not be propelled. Hallelujah. I didn't want to share this before, but as they were ministering, it, my heart was just touched. I say, you know, last week, I got a job, and glory to God, everybody will shout. Another person will come, brethren, the God is using the man of God. Pastor said last week, I'm not saying those things are wrong. No, don't, don't hear it. Don't hear the devil now. Tell your devil, say, don't hear the devil. <laughs> I'm not saying it is wrong. 
I'm only saying why we don't do it in our own church. Because these are questions that the devil will be putting inside your heart <laughs> gradually. So I'm answering them. <laughs> so why so now somebody will come and say, Brethren, hallelujah. You know, we the man of God spoke yesterday. I said we're going to get a car. This is the proof. The jingle the key. This is the proof. Meanwhile, there's somebody who is still trusting God for the same thing. Then the person will be wondering, why is God not answering my prayer? How many of you? How many of you have been in that situation before? Somebody comes to testify of something that you know. Ah, you, you two, you were praying for that. You were in the same service. Your own email was even louder than that person's own that day. And that person has come and shared this with you. You're wondering, what exactly did I do wrong? How many of you, you've... You've been in that situation. I have been. Maybe because you are still young, you, you probably don't understand what I'm saying. Now, why don't we do it? We don't want your mind to be thinking, ah, I, I, but I want a car. No. The essence of a church is to learn Christ. Does it make sense? Does it make sense? The essence is so that you grow up spiritually. My Shmoro says, when the, purpose, when the purpose of a thing is not known, abuse is inevitable. Why do you come to church? It has to be defined. I'm going to do a series next year on church. Why you should be in a local church. What's the, I think maybe the role of a local church, I'm going to reteach it again. Or I don't know, I'm just something around church and it's going to be a very long series. I'm going to take my time. What is the essence of a local church? Because these things has to be really explained from the scriptures. Are you getting what I'm saying? Look at Jesus' disciples. They were not, I mean, Jesus was even a carpenter. They were not people who were materialistic conscious. And a lot of churches these days have built believers around materialistic consciousness, divine favor, the mystery of accelerated speed. You see a sermon, the mystery of accelerated speed, the mystery of someone give help me. The mystery it's been a while I've been in that area. No, that's still okay. 3Ds of sources. No, let's use 3Ds of sources. Mr. Emma, I will never forget. When we were in secondary school, if you did not have someone, brethren, hallelujah, open your Bible, 3Ds of sources. Every, so we, as he's preaching the message, probably he's scripted in his mind exactly we are saying it together. So he said, number one, this. As he's explaining the this, we are giving him the, the punchline. I don't think in secondary school, he, I must have heard that message not less than 50 times. I'm not, I'm not joking. How he repeated three D's of sources. Number one, desire. Two, determination. Three, I forgot. <laughs> I can't remember. Because many times, when we've heard it too much, we used to sleep. We used to sleep when he's teaching us. So those type of things are necessary. Does that make sense? So, why would we sing? We sing because it's in the written world, lifting up holy hands. I would that all men would lift up holy hands and worship God. We have a series on Christian worship, like clapping and dancing, um, 
psalms and spiritual song, praise and worship, rejoicing in the spirit. You have to lay your hands on those materials. Praise God. So, church is for learning, right? Tell your neighbor, say, church is for learning. Is is it's like a school. Kennedy again will say, if churches learn to do their work properly, there won't be a need for a Bible school. Now, I like, I, I've been waiting to ask my church members this question one day, and as we grow, that as I'm teaching you now, do you still need a Bible school? If you still need it, it's, I just want to do it. What, what, we are, what I'm asking you now is just reflection, you know, those type of reflection questions. Does that make sense? So let, let, me, let me see your hand. If, as I'm teaching you right now, you still believe that I still need a Bible school. Let me see your hand. One person. Just one person. Okay, cool. Now, what's a Bible school? A Bible school is where you are really taught. You just enter a Bible school and they show you theology, explain everything in the Bible, maybe for like two years at that, they give you certificates. Does that make sense? Uh, so now, a church is a Bible school. The role of a church, Kennedy again said that thing and said, if churches would do their work properly, there won't be a need to have a separate section for a Bible school because men will be effectively taught God's word. So that shows that as you grow spiritually in the church, you are effectively taught God's word. So when you are on a lookout for a church, the number one thing is, how do I grow? Am I going to grow spiritually? Am I going to be fed God's word effectively? Does it make sense? Those are the questions you ask. Because in Matthew 28 verse 18, it says, Go therefore, Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. It says teaching them. The word teaching there is from the Greek word didasko. It means to expound, to explain. So the work of a Bible preacher is to explain the scriptures to you. Amidst other responsibilities, I think next day I'm going to teach you the office of a pastor so that when I'm not doing my responsibility, you will go and say, Pastor, ah, and I feel like I feel like I'm setting myself up because this is the judgment that Chamaka will be using for me. I say, Pastor, you said <laughs> that this is your office. <laughs> maybe I will not teach you because of Chamaka. Maybe they will teach it. We exclude Chamaka from listening to it so that Chamaka and Noah because those two people will use it on me. Noah will say, but you said. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I have to teach you, right? So that we, we, are only, we are only one accord. Amen. All right. So, so teaching, so teaching, explaining, expounding the scriptures. So that shows that the work of a preacher is to explain and to expound. Now, when I'm saying the work of a preacher, stop looking at me. Look at yourself. <laughs> because you are a preacher. Hallelujah. So now, are you so the question you should be asking yourself is, those you are teaching right now, those you have with you right now, are you expounding the scriptures to them? 
Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you explaining the scripture to them? Have they been enrolled to your school or generally the local church? Are you getting what I'm saying? Have they been enrolled? Have they, are they worthy to be called disciples? You know, our English teacher said they are embryos. Embryos, fetus, I wish you Newborn. Newborn. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so, are they still embryos? Because in 1 Peter 2 verse 2, it says, as newborn babes. 1 Peter 2 2, it says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere meek of the world, that ye may grow thereby. So that means, as a new Christian, what do you desire? Sincere meek of the world. And what is the word? Teaching. 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 So that is the essence of a local church. Now, so one of the things I'm explaining to you now is the essence of a local church. The essence of a local church is for discipleship. <coughs> I'm sorry. Is for discipleship. Is for learning. So, everybody in a local church must be a student. And there must be one pastor. Why am I saying this? We are, going, we are growing. It's a season of the world. There's tendencies to misbehave. You, we have, it's just like in a, in a school, there is one teacher. Not everybody, you know, there are some people in the class that we can be knowledgeable about the course because they are brilliant or probably they've studied it before or probably they are retaking the course. Now, that doesn't still change the fact that there is still one voice and that is the professor's voice, right? In the class. And the professor has the authority in the class. So the local church is for discipleship. Why do we come together? Why are you in church now on a Tuesday meeting? Why did you come? If somebody asks you, why are you going to church on a Tuesday meeting? You should be able to tell them, I am going to learn. I am going to be taught God's word. How many of you know that? You come to church and there is no way you are not taught God's word. How many of you know? That's the thing. Because it's just like a school. So the essence of a church is to be fed God's word and you are a student. So it is called discipleship. And the act of discipleship is carried out primarily by the leadership of the local church. So in a church meeting, there are practices in the church meeting. And we have been seeing a couple of them. The, so as a local church now, 
we can have the direction by the leadership of the local church that, guys, it's just like saying, uh, your, how many of you, when you were in high school, you did field trips? How many of you in high school, you did field trips? Field trips, right? Where they took you guys somewhere to do something. And that was by the discretion of the teacher, right? Was it the student that planned it? You know, the teacher can give the suggestion, then tell the student to plan it, right? But many other times, it's the initiative of the teacher. Does that make sense? That is the local church. Now, just like our church now, now, we are not, that, see, a lot of Christians do things this way. They like to do comparisons. And that's a bad thing. You see, yeah, but in that church, they are not doing it. You are not in that church. Does it make sense to you? You are in this church. What? And see, it's just like in, in Revelations 1. It says, letter to the seven churches. Each letters were different. The instructions and the corrections that the Spirit of the Lord gave to each churches were different. So, you can't say the church of Laodicea will do what another church will do. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, for the supernatural church, what is the Lord telling us to do? We have been given a mandate and we say it's a season of wild harvest of, by the Spirit of God, planting more churches, right? While demonstrations of the Spirit of God, that is, we're going to have much of the power gates in mighty demonstrations like we've never seen. And we are going to all be strengthened. How are we going to carry out that action? Fasting and prayer. Is it making sense? Why? Because we are in this church and we are under the same leadership. Now, this also goes for those who are not here. All our churches everywhere. Because we are walking with the directions of the Spirit of God. Another church now can tell you their own 2023 is about height, greater height. It's not a wrong thing. That's the direction that the Lord gave that church. Another church that say open favor. That's the direction that the Lord is giving that church and the members of the church. Are you getting what I'm saying? Another church can say, 2023, they are going to do a lot of concerts. That is their church. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Another church can say, 2023, they are going to all travel to Jerusalem. It can happen here. <laughs> it can happen. They say that everybody buy ticket, everybody do all of these things. Let's go to Jerusalem. That is that church. You will not come and say, Pastor, but that church is going to Jerusalem. You are a bad Christian. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? The churches in the scriptures add their uniqueness. Look at in Corinth. The, we say Corinth is the problem church, right? Now, ah, I think I need to teach you people Corinth. Something around Corinth soon. Now, you see that when you enter Ephesians, it doesn't seem like it again. But do you know that there was a brother that was also stealing in Ephesians? Because he says, let him that steal, steal no more in Ephesians. There was a brother. The, uh, there was a problem with people not submitting to their boss in Ephesians. In Ephesians 6, a servant, obey those who are over you in Ephesians 6. So, each church has their uniqueness. Now, the church of Ephesus will not go and look at the church of, of uh, Corinth and say, uh-uh. Now, it's just like when we studied culture of giving and we saw the church in Macedonia and they gave in their deep poverty. And Paul was using that same example to teach the church and say, uh-uh. guys, you guys can do this because, I mean, it is taught from the scriptures, right? Now, that's a good one. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you don't, we don't take, so as, as, uh, as a church, and I'm going to explain this in further series. Are you getting what I'm saying? We're going to study most of these things. And this is where, so that your mind is focused on what God is doing. Because see, if your mind is focused on what God is doing in the local church, you will be able to receive well from it and your own life will be better. You can't compare your, see now, see, listen to me. Even if you and your sister or you and your siblings, you attend this church and your sister attends the other church, I will advise you to let your sister focus on what God is saying in his own church so that your sister's life will be more blessed. Because when the Spirit of God is giving the directions and the initiatives to the pastor, is it, that person is in the mind of God also. Are you getting what I'm saying? But a lot of Christians, they don't know how to manage how, where God has placed them. How many of you know God has planted your foot here? How many of you know that? The mind of God for us as a church is wild harvest. Wild demonstration. So that shows you are going to have a lot of disciples. I told you last day, I told you this yesterday, the number I want us to achieve in 2023, right? I told you the number. I'm not saying it because we are, we are on record. Now, we are going to achieve it by the power of God because the Lord told us wild harvest. That shows that you as an individual, you will lay hands on the sick and they will recover not just headache, strange sickness and even strange diseases and you will see results. Why? The Lord told us it's a wild demonstration of the spirit and power. Your foot can be led to a different city. What is your responsibility in that place? The Lord already told us it's a season of what? Planting more churches. So that shows you can feel weary. You can feel tired. You can feel like I want to leave the church. The Lord already told us it's a year of strengthening the local churches. You remember, no, I'm not going to fall into the bait of the devil. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm going to guard my supernatural relationships. I'm going to guard my godly influence. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is what the Spirit of God is saying. Now, I know that people can say it's a year of getting better jobs. We, we trust God for that. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are trusting God and we are praying to God that we have better jobs. Are you getting what I'm saying? But what is God saying now to 2023? You know it. That is how to be. So now, as a Christian now, you are going to see. Let me tell you how to do it. I gave you the number yesterday. If you were smart, you and your partner should have discussed. Out of this number, how many are we going to take out of it? That is being smart. How many are we going to take out of this number? How many am I? He says, wow. Okay, let's limit. Okay, since it is wild. Okay, look, you, you, you look at 2022. How many did I raise? How many was consistent? How many was fervent? Okay, it's just one. Okay, it is a wild time. How about I, we expand to 10? How about we expand to 20? So we can give ourselves a target. Okay, between January to, to June, at least 10 stable people where we are going for more. Those are how to plan because you have a direction. You can set a target and say, I must raise a dead in 2023. It's a wild time. You can set the target and say, I must shut down an hospital. You can set the target and say, I want to heal a mentally retarded person. The Lord said it's a wild demonstration of the spirit and power. Are you getting what I'm saying? You can say, through me, in another city, a work will be planted and you are going to actively work towards it. Are you seeing it? That is how to be a smart member or a smart disciple of a church. I read to you what my pastor said. I am walking in line with it because I'm a son. Are you getting what I'm saying? It has to happen in my life and ministry. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is it. So, how do we carry out these things that the Lord has said? I've always taught you in prayer. That when God will do anything on it, He will set men praying. Now, I'm teaching my church and I'm also teaching the body of Christ. Different churches are going to listen to this sermon tomorrow. Are you getting what I'm saying? But you are my major audience. How are we going to carry out what God is saying for us in 2023 and 2024? We are going, if you have checked the precedence of scripture, there is no man who God has used who is not a man of prayer and fasting. Is it making sense? Guys, is it making sense? So why are we going to fast in 2023? You know it. You know what God is saying. Is it making sense? Is it making sense? Now, are we going to be fasting for open doors? Eh? Yes, we will fast for open doors. Open doors 
for what God just told us. Open doors to see more campuses littered up. Open doors so that people, men are open doors. We're going to pray about that. Are we going to be praying for accelerated favor? No, that's not our direction. Are we going to be praying for greater heights? And that's not our direction. Are you seeing how to be smart? That is it. Are you going to be praying for money? We will trust God for money. Because we also need money to carry out what he has said. So that will mean that in his plan, look at it. Look at something. What he said demands resources. Let me tell you how to be smart. What he said demands resources. He takes money to do ministry. It shows that in that, in that plan, it will supply the provision and it will be through you. So they sh you should not even be bothered. <laughs> are you seeing it? Guys, are you seeing it? You already told us it's a wild harvest. How will that happen? We are going to travel to different places. We are going to do it. It is going to involve money. It shows that you are going to get better jobs. You are going to get things that are better so that there will be more resources to sponsor the gospel. So you know that. And one of the things we do as a local church is to be transparent on how offerings go. So you know that this is for the ministry. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's it. Are you, are you seeing what I'm saying? That is it. So why would the Lord prosper your business? Why would the Lord prosper your, give you a good job? Why? So that there will be more money to do what? To carry out what he said. Does it make sense? Guys, does it make sense? Yes, sir. Why would you also read, for those of you that are in school, do well in your academics, so that it will not be a distraction to the plan? So you will not be the one, when we are strengthening churches, you will not be the one that is falling at the wayside. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying, guys? Are we going to now be fasting and praying for good cars? That's not our focus. But if another church is doing it, is it our business? Are we going to criticize them? That's their direction. Does it make sense? So now, how, so why are we studying fasting? Why am I teaching you fasting? I'm teaching you from the scriptures so that you can understand what, how, to, how we are going to carry out God's plan. That's why I told you. From January 1 to February 9, we are doing 40 days. We first start with that one. <laughs> My teacher first adjusted her, <laughs> her seat. We will do 40 days intensely. Within the 40 days, we are going to pray a lot. Why? God spoke to us. And how does God's word come to pass? By prayer. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is it making sense, guys? Um, if it makes sense, let me see your hands. Or are you seeing what a church is all about? So when there is, when God gives a church a direction, the leadership must be smart. How do we carry this out? 
how do we take this out? How do we do this? So I knew, since September, oh, this coming year is for prayer. Intense one. So if you thought you prayed this year, because of what God is saying, we are going to double. So you won't mind if we say, our prayer chain is now six hours, right? You won't? Will you mind? You can't. You can't mind. Because we know what God is doing. So now, we are studying faster. Is it making sense now? Mm-hmm. I did that as to, to, to explain this. So a fundamental fact for us to note in fasting, and I've been explaining it in the past three sessions, is that they abstain from food and drink for a period of time in worship, devotion, and consecration to the Lord. Now let's see where it was first practiced. And I told you that fasting usually is accompanied by prayers, right? Christ, wearing of sackcloth, pouring of ashes in one head, burnt offerings and peace offerings. We saw that in the Old Testament, right? Now look at in Exodus 34 verse 28. Let's see where it was first practiced by Moses in the, in the, in, in the, in the Bible. Look at in Exodus 34 verse 28. Exodus 34 verse 28. He says, and it was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He did neither eat bread nor drink water. Can we say that's fasting? Can we say that's fasting? And he wrote upon the tables of the Lord the words of the commandment. So you see something. He fasted and prayed for 40 days. What was the result? The Ten Commandments. So now there will be an outcome. An outburst. He also made reference to Deuteronomy 9 verse 9. Look at Deuteronomy 9 verse 9. We're going to open a lot of text, so please follow me quickly. Please. Please and please. It says, when I was gone up into the mountain to receive the tables of stone, even the tables of the commandment, which the Lord made with you, I abode in the mount forty days and forty nights. I neither did eat bread nor drank water. Look at in verse 18. Verse 18. And I fell down before the Lord as at the first 40 days and 40 nights, I did neither eat bread nor drink water because all your sins which ye have sinned in doing wickedly in the sight of the Lord to provoke him in anger. So now, Moses expressly stated to us that he did not eat bread nor drink for 40 days and 40 nights. Now, what is bread? Uh, I don't know if I should... Maybe we'll explain this much later. Because I, I think I might take too much time in, in, in that explaining the bread and water and um, 
all of those things. But we'll, we'll learn that much later. Now, look at something in the four Gospels. Look at in Matthew 41. Matthew 4, sorry, not Matthew 41. I wanted to explain the bread and the water and... But we'll study much later. When we want to do, I don't, I, when we want to do in-depth study, are you getting what I'm saying? We'll, we'll do that later. Because I, we have a focus, and the focus is to understand how to fast. Does that make sense? Look at the f- um, Matthew 4 verse 1. Let's look at Jesus. Let's look at, we've been seeing the Old Testament all through, right? And if you look at, the, I think, the third session, we, we saw a lot in the Old Testament, how they fasted, and all of those things, right? Now, let's see the four Gospels. Look at Matthew 1, Matthew 4, verse 1 and 2. It says, And Jesus was led up with the Spirit to the, to, into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he has fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterwards and hungered. So that shows now. Let, let, me, let me just give you this, this, this thing. <laughs> there is no way you will fast and you will not be hungry. In fact, if you are not hungry, <laughs> something is wrong. You are abstaining from food, so you have to be hungry. Are you getting what I say? But a lot of people immediately they are not hungry. They are going to eat. They say, let me just break the fast, Joe. <laughs> they just say, okay, I fasted till 11 a.m. That's not fasting. You ain't breakfast. <laughs> 11 a.m. is still breakfast. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Now, the word fasted there, in the Greek word is nestio, N-E-S-T-E-U-O, nestio, just like matitio, nestio, N-E-S-T-E-O, and it was derived from the Greek word nestis, N-E-T-E-I-S, N-E-T-E-I-S. The word fasted now. Because it says, and when he had fasted 40 days. Remember we said, fasted in the, in the Hebrew was what? Who can remember? In the Hebrew. Check it or no, check it, check it. Hebrew. Tisom. T-S-O-M. T-S-U-M. We said it now. All right, guys. See. All right. It was derived from the Greek word nestis. And it implies not eating. Not taking physical food. It actually implies to be without food. So Jesus was without food. Was without food. Food means coffee now. Because we have to explain it in our 2022 language. Because some people think they've not eaten, but they've drank coffee. That coffee is not anything. Coffee is a drink. So we are fa- so in 2022 say we are fasting without food and coffee. <laughs> so say, ha, all these things. Ah, why is life why does life have to be this difficult? Ah <laughs> it's not difficult. <laughs> Look at Luke 4 verse 1. Luke 4 verse 1. Look for verse 1. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Being forty days, tempted of the devil, and in those days 
he did eat nothing, for they were ended and afterward hungered. So he fasted. Luke made us, I, I told you yesterday, I said, Luke is very descriptive. He made us see that he did not eat anything. So, there are also instances, look at some instances in Matthew 6, verse 16. The, the, the writer thought with Nestio and Nestis in Matthew 6, verse 16. Look at Matthew 6, verse 16. He says, Moreover, when ye fast, be not as hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. He now says, But when thou fasted, but thou when thou fasted, anoint thy head and wash thy face. He now says, That thou may appear unto that, that thou may not appear unto men to fast, but unto thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Now, if you read from the pretext, that is from verse 1 downwards, you see that Jesus was teaching. You see that Jesus was teaching concerning giving of alms prayer, and he also taught about fasting. And that statement of uh, but unto the Father, that is, you are doing it unto the Father, which is in secret, and the Father which is in secret, I reward you openly. Help us to see something very key that prayer, fasting, ought not to be seen as an appraise or applause of men. That is, when we fast now, it's not to be bragging, we say, ah, Omo, ah, I fasted, though. He, you know. It's not to be seen as an appraise or applause of man. If you read from Matthew 6, verse 1, you, you will see that he was talking about giving of arms, uh, prayer, and all of those things. So, he made us to say that he's not, but they ought to be told. That means our givings, our prayers, our fastings, our devotions unto the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are not a show-off. That's why we can't come on WhatsApp now and say, just imagine now, on my WhatsApp status, I'm updating you people and say, I'm updating and say, fasting day one done. <laughs> Guys, I have mixed people on my WhatsApp. I have my enemies. I have my friends. I have those that are just looking at me and saying, and eating on my WhatsApp. Then I'm not telling them, fasting they won't do. What am I trying to achieve? Are you getting what I'm saying? Guys, are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not a... We, that's why I tell you guys, the fasting is not to go and be shouting when you get to work and say, ah, I fast till 40 days. You, you, as you enter work, everybody's wondering, what happened to you? Your face looks so down. <laughs> Is that my pastor? His name is Ayobezi. <laughs> he, just, he just put us on a fasting cruise. You know? You know, say, uh, you are not looking organized. Your teacher is even seeing you in class. Ah, bro, Noah, I noticed you've been, you've been unusually lean. You, your neck has been just super long. <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's going on? He said, ah, I'll fast. It's fasting. Don't mind that guy. It's, it's just the rising and low. Look at something that is look at something that happened in Matthew 5, 9, verse 14. Are you are you learning something? Uh, you you have to learn something, please. Matthew 9, verse 14. It says he came to the disciples. Then came to him the disciples of John, saying, 
why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but thy disciples fast not? They were asking him questions. And he told them in Matthew 15, verse 15. And this is something that I think we need to explain. Or maybe we'll explain it much later. He says, And Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? He says, But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and they shall fast. Look at something he also said again in Mark 2. He repeated that same scenario. Mark repeated that same scenario in Mark 2, verse 18. Look at Mark 2, verse 18. Mark 2, verse 18. And the disciples of John and of the Pharisees used to fast. They used to fast. And they come to say unto him, Why do the Pharisees of John and the Pharisees fast? But the disciples fast not. And Jesus said to them, Can the children of the bridegroom fast? Why the bridegroom is with them? As long as the bridegroom is with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come. Where the bridegroom shall be taken away from them, and they shall fast. You will see that same thing also repeated in Luke 5, verse 33 to 35. Luke 5, verse 33 to 35. So, Luke account included that the fact that the disciples of John included prayer also in their question. If you read, if you read Luke, he said, Why the disciples of John fast often and make prayers? And likewise, disciples of the Pharisees and all of those things. In Luke 5, verse 33. So, but there's something that you must understand that the synoptic account, when I say synoptic account, I mean Matthew, Mark, Luke, uh, and maybe John, present the fact that Jesus was a man of prayer. You read in Luke 22, verse 39, and I think we studied this also in, precept by, in, 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 in prayer by precept by, by example. In Luke 22, verse 39, Luke 22, verse 39, and he said, uh, and he came out and went, and he wounds, and from the month of holy disciples has followed him, as he wounds, and disciples have followed him. And in verse forty, he says, and he went into a place, and he said, pray that ye no enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them, and about a stone cast, and kneeled down and pray. The phrase as he wounds implies the practice of going into a secluded place. So when he says, and he came out and went, as he as he was not. So that word, as he was not, implies a practice of going into a secluded place to pray, as Jesus' custom was. So the writers of the synoptic account included that Jesus prayed in a solitary place. That is, he wasn't praying to be seen. He wasn't doing his prayer and everybody is seeing that, ah, he's praying. Okay, let's see some text so that it will make sense to you. Because fasting and prayer doesn't mean that you are going to be going to show yourself and be announcing yourself, hey guys, I started fasting. Don't talk to me for the next 40 days. Uh, this or that. No. Jesus didn't do such a Jesus didn't have that attitude. Look at the Matthew 14, verse 23. Matthew 14, verse 23. He says, And he went into the multitudes, he has sent the multitude away and went into the mountain apart to pray. So he said he went into the mountain apart to pray. In Matthew 14, verse 23. I'll wait for you. Am I too fast? I'm not too fast now. Okay. He says, and he went and he sent the multitudes away and went into the mountain apart to pray. And he was come, and there he was alone. So you see the word alone, and he went into the mo- the place, he went into the mountain apart. 
if you see some other translation, mother translation will say, how many of you, your translation says solitude? How many of you have solitude in your translation? Solitude, you don't have it? Okay. Another translation says he was in his solitude. He went to, to climb the mountain and prayed in his solitude. That is, he prayed alone. You see Matthew 26, verse 39 and 42. Mark 1. Just put this down for your reference. Just so that we, we, we can skip time. Mark 1, verse 35. Mark 1, verse 35 says, In the morning, he rose up early and he went away to a solitary place and prayed. Mark 1, verse 35. Mark 6, verse 46. Luke 3, verse 21. Luke 5, verse 16. Luke 6, verse 12. Luke 9, verse 28 and 29. In Luke 9, verse 28 and 29, he says, He went up to the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face went or underwent a change. So now, he also taught the disciples to pray in Mark 6, in Matthew 6. So Jesus prayed alone and he also taught his disciples. So now, he prayed alone, he prayed in a solitary place and all of those things. Now, don't go and say, when we are doing prayer chain, you want to, or prayer meeting, you say you want to pray in a solitary place, you know, there's, <laughs> there's time for that. Now, you know, if you have people in your house, let's say you live with a group of people and you want to pray, there's a way of excluding yourself and not shouting. Are you getting what I'm saying? There's just a sense in excluding yourself. And not disturbing everybody and say, ah, she's praying. You know, though if you enter that door, she's going to stone you. You know, I remember I grew up with my mother. If my mother is praying and you and you even tiptoe, the way she will look at you, she does look at you like this. Like she should stop the prayer and stone you. <laughs> and when my, mommy, my mother is praying, ah. The whole house is hearing it. From the so, I remember when I was much younger. I used to watch movies. Let's say if there's night, I used to watch movies into the night. Then there was this particular day. I watched a movie, a Nollywood movie, and you know then Nollywood movies to have part one, part two, part three, part four, part five, part six. It used to be like journey of a thousand miles. It's not ending. And that day I wanted to know because. You know, it was all these village movies. And those village movies used to be sweet, where they will tie something, it, they will make all these clothes, all these evil movies. I love it. Ah, it's, it's your choice. You like Marvel movies. Me, that's what I like. I still like it till tomorrow. So, um, I was wanting to know the end. I think Hoge Okoye was there. Um, non so. Non so something was there. Non so DOB, Stephanie, Okereke. Different people, all those stars were there. Ah! And I wanted to know what, what we end the movie. And my mother starts prayer at 6 a.m. This day she started 5:45. Ah, why? I just, and they say, where she start? Baba Nyoruko Jesu. Once you hear that word, just know that that's all. <laughs> Once I, even if I'm sleeping before, if I hear Baba Nyoruko she says it three times. Baba Nyoruko Jesu. Baba Nyoruko Jesu. Baba Nyoruko Once you hear like this, just know ah, that's all. Your sleeping is about to end. <laughs> Baba Nyoruko Jesu means Father in the name of Jesus. Are you getting what I mean? So she repeated Father in the name of Jesus three times. Father in the name of Jesus. 
Once she started like this, ah. And this day, the prayer was very short. I was now wondering, ah. So, you know, once I heard the Baba three times, I heard it once. I said, okay, there's still time. I watch, 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 but I just reduced the volume because any. My mother is very sensitive. I think Favor picked it from that. Very sensitive. If you open their door, they will know. If you. If, if a sound is going on in another place and they are sleeping, ah, ah, you are in trouble. Especially it's not prayer. She said, after she, so I've, I've seen my mother leave the room of prayer before I come and slap you. I went back. I said, Lord, I said, Lord, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm not joking. So, let, let's say you are making noise and everything. Just say, just say, Amen, amen, amen. She just, she just come out <laughs> and minister to you. <laughs> Very well, insult you, abuse you, rubbish. The task come back and go back. <laughs> I lie down. That's my brother. <laughs> That's my brother. And she prays like this. She lies down on her bed and hold her hand like this. I don't know where she got the tradition from. <laughs> she hold her hand like this. And this is how she... It's my mother that I believe. This is why I'm not so emphatic on you cannot pray on your... I, I say that you can't pray on your bed. Though. But ah, my mother does not make me believe it. My, I've seen my mother do two hours, three hours on her bed and did not sleep. So how are you expecting me to teach you that? If you stay on your bed. <laughs> are you getting... So now, this day, ah, I wanted to watch this movie. So I heard the second bar, Bani Jesus. ah, the third one. And this thing was looking faster. It was not slow because on the note, my mother will first sing. Then she will ask for forgiveness of sins. The sins she knows, she did not know. Sin of omission and commission and error. Then she will start mentioning everybody's name one by one. And I think I like that custom. I'm going to teach you people much later. On, we need to learn how to mention people's name and actively pray for them. Many of us tongues have spoiled us. We don't say shilla blah 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 one of the things we are going to do in Mission is Possible next year, we are going to be intentional with our prayers. And I'm going to explain it to us, Mission is Possible. It says that if you want to pray for, let's say you want to pray for Noah now, there is an intentionality. I don't know why I'm saying this though, but there is an intentionality you must make in praying. But because we have tongues, we just feel like we can we can seclude everything inside tongues. No. How about taking in your idea and saying, in your day, I'm praying for your health. Look at Paul. Paul said, I cease not to give, I cease not to pray for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And it was now specific. What was he praying about? That the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, your eyes of understanding. Be enlightened that you will know the hope of his calling, the riches of his glory in the entrance of the saints. What is the exceeding greatness of his power towards what who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, far above all principalities and power, might, dominion, and in every place. You get it? It was listed. 
in Ephesians 3. He says, Abow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, in whom the earth is, in whom the earth and heavens are mentioned. And he started telling us that you'll be strengthened with might by your spirit in the inner man. In Philemon 1, verse 4. He says, I thank my God, making mention of you in my prayer. No, that's not what it says in Philemon 1 verse 4. That the communication. But in verse 5, he says, hearing of your love and faith. We skip that verse 5. He heard something, then he's praying these prayers for them. But you see, eh? he, okay, if somebody asks me now and say, what are we, okay, what are you praying for? What are you praying for, Noah? Can you give a response? You are quiet. What are you praying for Noah about? You just say you are praying in tongues. No. Don't let tongues spoil you. Yes, we have to be emphatic on tongues. But see, okay, if they ask me now, what am I praying about for you people? I will tell you. No, no, I won't tell you. But I, I can tell you my major prayer point for everybody in church. And I am praying it. That is on my mind. That is why I am praying in tongues. Are you getting what I'm saying? There seems to be an intentionality. I, I, I don't know why I'm saying my mom's story, but I noticed that when my mom is praying, my mom can spend 30 minutes on one name. She'll be praying, mentioning the name, mentioning the things that God should do for the person, mentioning it. Then she will, so she, she, she prays in tongues, but she'll pray in tongues, pray in English, pray in tongues, pray in English, pray in tongues, pray in English, pray in tongues, pray in English. Then when she's done with that person, she picks the next person's name. This is when she wants to do long hours prayer. Because my mother also do long hours prayer. And she do short. Short is babani urukodesho three times. That long hours prayer, we don't know the... Amount of babani record she mentioned. Because those times, oh boy. <laughs> because and when she's now praying, she'll be prophesying. So my father will now go and tiptoe and be hearing the prophecy and say, eh? So God is about to do this. God is about to do this. God is about to do this. After the prayer, she say, Ah, prophet Neo, prophet Demis, you are a prophet though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know why prophecy can come out from those prayers? Because there was an intentionality. That is why it seems as though, why am I saying this? This is not part of my script, but I believe you will learn it. You will learn something. That is why it seems as though it is in the opening letter Paul tells us why he was praying. See, when you pray a lot for people, you will have revelations for them. You will naturally have utterances for them. You will not stop, but you will just be quiet. See, let me tell you, many of you, I know a lot. It's just like Joy was talking to me yesterday and I told Joy, I said, thank God you came to talk to me. This is something I was praying for you about and I wanted to talk to you about. I said, I forgot it to just tell you. Many a times we... As a preacher, I know things, I just keep quiet. Why? Because I mean, I intentionally pray for you. I mention your names. If you have seen my prayer diary before, all of you's name is there. 
I am intentional with it. Now, because I know most of you's name in my head, I'm very intentional with it. So it comes in like, oh, that, oh Lord, this person, oh Lord, this person. So if somebody asks me now, what is my prayer point? What am I trusting God for you about? I can tell you. Are you getting what I'm saying? We can safely say, what was Paul trusting God for? The church of Ephesus for? He was trusting God that their eyes of understanding will be enlightened. They will know what God has done in Christ Jesus for them. Can we say, look at in Colossians 1. This is totally off my script. Oh my God. I need to teach you fasting. I'm teaching you prayer. Anyway, look at in Colossians 1 verse 9. Colossians 1 verse 9. Colossians 1 verse 9. Colossians 1 verse 9. Is this for this cause we also, since the, are, we, are you there? Is this for this cause we also, since the day we heard it? Now, what did they hear? What did they hear? Look at in verse 4. Look at in verse 4. What did they hear? Look at in verse 4. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which we have for all saints. So that shows they've heard of their growth. They've heard of their spiritual progression. Are you seeing it? They've heard. So Paul has heard. Now, I've told you before that Colossae was one church that Paul never physically visited. It was an offshoot of his ministry. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why the pastor of that church is, that's why he told them in verse 7, as ye have learned of Epaphras. Epaphras is the pastor of the church. Epaphras is like saying, Paul taught him and Epaphras went to start the church. Are you getting what I'm saying? So Paul has never physically visited Colossae, but he was actively involved in Colossae. In fact, Philemon, Onesimus, all of them were members of the church of Colossae. Archippus, and he could mention names. Despite he was not there. So that shows there was, do you know what was happening? It shows that Epaphras was more detailed with his submission of report. And these are things we are going to study much later. For Paul to be able to say, tell Archippus to take it to his ministry. How? A church you have not physically visited. It's prayer. I will study this. Look at in verse 9, it says, For this cause we also see the day we had it. Do not cease to pray for you now. What is the desire of Paul? So now, what's the desire of Paul? You know, Paul's prayer point now has now become our prayer point. But what if, imagine now? Don't forget, he's still the same person in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 18, who told us, I thank my God. I pray in tongues more than you all. So that shows that this is his desire that he is praying in tongues for them. So now, what is your desire for Sister Joy that you are praying in tongues about? That is how to pray. There is an intentionality in prayer. That is why, if you notice the way we pray, we say, to the end at which. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that, okay, we are praying that you receive the ministry of the Spirit. What is the end goal of this? To the end at which you are better. You are edified. You are transformed. You are changed. That's the end goal of the prayer. So why would you pray in tongues? I want to be edified. I want to be changed. As I hear God's word, I want to be transformed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now look at Paul's prayer. He says, we cease to do we heard of it. We cease to desire that ye might be filled with knowledge and with all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you will walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. That is his desire for that church. What is his desire for the church of Philippi? Go to Philippians 1. 
What is go to Philippians one? Because you have to be knowledgeable. Are you getting what I'm saying, guys? Are you getting what I'm saying? So, if you are praying for your siblings, you are not just praying in tongues. What's your desire? I've always told you, I taught you in hunger, that a man must be hungry for something. What is your desire? What's the end goal of this, your prayer? So that when it is coming to pass, you are taking the boss. You are knowing the next stage to reach. What is your desire in prayer for that, your disciple? Because you have to keep praying. There is no end to the prayer. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why we have prayer focus. I sent you prayer focus. How many of you still use it? How many of you have started using it? That's how to be a smart Christian. We have a prayer focus. We have a prayer direction that the Lord has given to us as a local church. We are going to walk in this line. So as a smart Christian, in your one-hour prayer chain that you do every day, you will pick one. Okay, this is one. I want to see to it that the works of darkness is subdued. Through me. You know, you can say through me. Because it's a wild season. Are you getting what I'm saying? What's your desire? Look at the, another desire in Philippians 1. Verse 9. It says, And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more, in knowledge and in all judgment, that you be able to approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere without offense to the day of Christ, being filled with the fruit of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, unto the glory and the praise of God. That's his desire for that church. So when you pray, you pray with intentionality. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? You pray with intentionality. So if somebody asks you now and say, what is your prayer focus or your prayer target for your disciples? You should be able to give a response. You just say, I'm just praying in tongues. Why are you praying for you? What are you praying about? You know, post prayer point now has become a teaching meeting for us. I can teach you for three hours stretch on Ephesians 1, verse 17 to 19. I can teach you. We'll just break it down. Post prayer point now has now become <laughs> our teaching ministry. So, can somebody take your prayer point now and build a teaching ministry from it? You have to have an intentionality. So you will see, let me tell you something. How did we get here? What, was we, what were we saying? How did, we, how did my mom's prayer enter here? I know. But what was I saying before the... How did we get to the movie? Oh, that was what we were saying. I've not finished the movie. How Jesus was a solitary place and my mother was not a solitary place. Okay. I was wondering <laughs> how I backslid to this point. <laughs> okay. So I need to I need to quickly back flip back. Alright. Now back to what I'm saying. Before I before I end there and, and go back. So there has to be. So now this will help your prayer life. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is exactly why we have prayer points. I don't just tell you go and pray in tongues. No. I've never done it before. I tell you, this is what we are praying about. You have a leader in prayer chain. 
three hours prayer meeting. You have a leader who tells you, hallelujah, praise God. This is what we are praying about. So we are now in one accord agreeing to God about this thing. It's just like in Acts 12, when Peter was in prison. You and I know that the only thing they were praying for was that the church was praying for a supernatural preservation of Peter. And it happened. Everybody was in non accord. So that shows that in a prayer meeting, we can achieve more results. In Acts 4, the Bible says, and when they prayed, the place was shaking. It says, and now, Lord, behold thy threatenings. And Acts 4, verse 29. And grant unto thy servant boldness, that he might speak thy word. So that shows now that in a prayer meeting, if all of us are in one accord, there will be a result. But you know what happens in prayer meeting? Some of you's mind have traveled. Some of you's mind have gone. As you're just praying in tongues, your mind is not there. You're just saying, Shabbala, you're already thinking of the next movie. You're thinking of why the person's year is long. You're thinking of so many things. See, there is an intentionality. So, do you know that? Those of you that go for outreach, which I believe everybody in this our church should do, those prayers you pray before outreach, imagine you are more intentional and more fervent with praying those prayers before you go, even if it is 30 minutes, 40 minutes, one hour. Do you know that? Because you are in one accord, you will see more results. Do you, have you observed me for years? Many of you have been with me for years. Have you, how many of you noticed that? Many times, it doesn't happen again. But years ago, Many of, when we come for prayer meeting, one of the first things I do is to teach you. How many of you notice it? How many of you have observed that? Those of you that have been with me for a while. How many of you know what I'm saying? Let me see your head. I will first explain. I will tell you, oh yeah, sit down. We will sit down. If I, it can be like a 12-hour meeting. We, we end up praying the six hours. We made up praying like six hours. Just because I took a lot of time to explain why we want to pray. How many of you know why? Because... I want us to be in one accord in prayer. There seems to be, if your heart is on this, look at what happened with Peter. Why he was, ah, I believe I'm, I trust God. I trust God to teach on something like this next year. You don't get it. I, I want us as a church, see, as we want to fast and pray. Do you know that? We are saying we want to do, we want to do every, all the, we want to do, Let's say throughout the entire year, right? But you know that just within 40 days, we can see much answer if everybody is in one accord. There seems to be a power, and, and this is what I was explaining supernatural in the supernatural life. There seems to be something that there seems to be more effectiveness in the coming together. That is why I had to stop those prayer chain of you groups i want the entire church to pray that's why i stopped it see there seems to be something about coming together i believe and trust god that probably next year we're going to study something on something that's touching prayer on look at look at something about peter i read this thing from a pastor friend online and that thing that thing has not left me we will stop praying this is how the quote was. We will stop praying till Peter knocks the door. 
ah, that thing got my attention. Like, we will stop praying to people. You know, they were praying and the answer came to knock the door. <laughs> they didn't even believe it. Rhoda looked and said, stop disturbing us, go back, we are praying. We are praying for, you know, you don't understand. Rhoda came, Peter is not going to say, open the door. He said, we are praying for our pastor, we are praying for our pastor. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> and he's looking again and saying, ah, this is the pastor we are praying about. You know what James did? They bearded James, they didn't pray. You know what Luke was doing for us? He was showing us an eminotics in prayer. That's why I see, when I say, when I write something, I say, pray, I, 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 thank you, Lord. I, I wrote this last night to share with you guys on my, I wrote this on my phone. Now it has come to where I was sharing. Because it was inspired, it was in my heart to explain this. Now I feel like some of you don't even know. When we say pray for us, so we just think pray for everybody. Pray for us means pray for your pastor. In 1 Thessalonians 3, verse 1, it says, Finally, brethren, pray for us, that the word of the Lord will have a free course, and it will be glorified, even as it is with you. The pray for us means pray for your pastor. That's what it means. There seems to be more emphasis on pray for us in the scripture than even pray for yourself. And I'm going to walk you through it. Probably I'm going to do a teaching. Pray for us. Pray for us simply means pray for your preacher. Pray for your pastor. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying, guys? So now, guys, there seems to be more uniqueness and togetherness. Look at in Elijah's story. He says, Elijah was a man of like passion. James 5, verse 16, 17, 18. He says, a man, Elijah was a man of like passion. And he prayed again, earnestly. You know that Elijah did not stop praying till he saw the hand. He kept praying. How about us just being in one accord as a church, 40 days and 49? We devote our all to the fasting. We devote our all in the 40 days. Nobody is feeling who is an hunger strike. Nobody is feeling who is punishment. And one of the things I'm going to do is to make sure that we are not breaking our thing so that your mind is really focused on the fasting. We are not going to do that. We'll probably be breaking at five or six. But we are going to, every week, we are going to be having videos. Such that our mind is in tune with what God wants to do. So now, you know what? You know what? See, you know what I'm preparing? See, guys. You know what I'm doing with you? I'm, what I'm doing with you, I've never done it before. I am preparing you so much for what God is about to do. So that you are aware. So when you see it happening, you say, we prayed about this. This is what we prayed about. And we are seeing the result of what we prayed about come to pass. It's just like how we say mission is possible, right? You know that many of us now, we've seen the result of what we prayed about in mission is possible this year. How many of you noticed? We started seeing the results. We started seeing the utterances of what we said in mission is possible just in June this year. Now, Imagine we cannot take this our fasting and prayer with much seriousness. Everyone's heart is involved. Everyone's heart is focused on what God wants to do. Wild harvest. Planting of more churches. Strengthening of the local church. Everybody is strengthening. Nobody is weak among us. We are, our supernatural relationship is preserved. Our, we are, we, you know, 
Why demonstrations of the Spirit of God, demonstrations of the power of God, everybody's mind is in tuned to it and we are praying about it as a church. You know, we'll see more results that when just one or persons or two persons at is there and all of us are just doing, when we are praying in tongues, maybe doing in the course of the fasting and in the course of the fasting, we are going to be having activities. I'm going to be sending you things to read, feed your mind with. I'm going to be talking to you every day. I'm going to be engaging you a lot on the word so that because we, we have seen in the scriptures that there is in, in fasting and prayer there is there is uh there is activity are you getting what it's just it's not just wait and just say okay it's five o'clock let me go and eat now have you prayed have you studied have you so we are going to have certain things we are studying certain things as a local church we are looking at we are checking again certain things we are reading are you getting what I'm saying? Certain things, our mind is fixed on what God wants to do. So that when we see it happening, do you know that? When we see the 40 days, our next 40 days in that same year can be for more. That we have seen the result and we are doing more. We're like, okay, let's go for more. How about that? Guys, how about that? How about that for us as a church? about that so there has to be intentionality so you are not just see when you fast and pray you are not just wasting your time you are intentional with what you are doing why are you fasting why are you praying why are you waiting on the Lord yes we already said the act of waiting on the Lord and the act of the fasting itself is consecration it's a devotion to the Lord. But there has to be an intentionality and some emphasis. Let me tell you. There is one consistent thing I know in the scriptures. Is that when a man fasts and prays, there is going to be an abundance of visions and revelation. So, do you know, we can set ourselves up and we are open to 40 days of visions and revelations. I don't know about you, but that's my desire. I want between January 1, to February 8, I want to consistently have visions and revelations because we are ministering to the Lord. In Acts 13 verse 2, it says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said. So that shows in that fasting and prayer, the Holy Ghost we say, you will hear God speak to your heart. You will hear, you will see things in the Spirit. Your dreams and your visions will change. Because you are going to be engaged in activities of the word, activities of prayer, vigils. Are you getting what I'm saying? And our heart is steered and spurred up for more. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying, guys? So, watch your prayer life. If there has been no intentionality with your prayer life, you have to switch it. Such that I can call you and say, what's your prayer? What, what, why, what are you praying for your disciples about? Some of you don't even know. You are praying for your disciples. You are just praying in tongues. You don't have anything you are praying about. Yes, I know you are burdened to pray. But that burden always comes with a precision. Even if you don't have a precision, as you start praying in tongues, there will be a precision 
or what to pray about. A precision means a direction on what to pray about for this person. And you are praying, and you are praying, and you are praying, and you are trusting God that this will happen for the life of this person. Are you getting what I'm saying? I about that for us as a church, whereby our heart is in tune to what we are doing. Our mind is focused on wild harvest. I don't know about you, but God said, 2023, 2024, wild harvest by the Spirit of God, planting of more churches. The Lord told us in glory meeting, he says in 10 years from now, our work will be everywhere. He doesn't, you know the funniest thing about it? He's not looking like it now. <laughs> but we trust God that we, we pray. And his word is going to come to pass. How many of you want our work to be everywhere? More men receiving the gospel. More campuses on fire. It's going to happen. But we will pray. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's going to. How about telling yourself in these 40 days, I am open for visions and revelation. It says, at 13 verse 2, as the minister to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said. So if it has happened before, it can happen again. Are you getting what I'm saying? I just showed you something in Moses. Moses waited on the Lord for 40 days. What happened? He wrote the Ten Commandments. So there seems to be that after, in the midst of fasting, within the fasting, after the fasting, we have a supernatural direction. We have a supernatural sight. We are enabled somehow. So we will pray. So our fasting is going to accompany prayer. Our fasting will accompany prayer. So as we pray, we will see what God is doing. As we pray, we will see what God is doing. So I, I, I will just, I, I, I just sense to just fast forward my notes. I, I believe we will study much on, much on this fasting, and um, much of this fasting and everything, much later. Uh, and we'll study it properly from the scriptures and all of those things. And uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what it means, right? Now, if you, if you read in... So, there are, there are two types of fasting in explaining the scriptures. I, I, I just I just sense to just fast forward my notes and much later we'll, we'll do an in-depth study. Are you getting what I'm saying? As we proceed in God's word. We, I mean, there's no rush, right? We're in a school. Right? And it's a school for life. Are you getting what I'm saying? So there's really no rush. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we'll keep learning things as, as times progress. But I, I, because one of the things I've been injuring myself on is I, one of my challenges in this series is I want to explain it doctrinally and explain everything, but yet I also don't want to miss God's emphasis. Are you getting what I'm saying? In the course of this series. So so people fasted, right? So now, there are two types of fasting in the scripture. And there is the personal fasting and the congregational fasting. And we, we've seen fastings in the four Gospels. We see fasting in the Old Testament. I've not showed you fasting in the book of Acts, but we'll do that much later. I've not showed you fasting in the epistles also. We'll do that much later. 
So in the personal fast, so that when you two are taking, because I expect that days leading up to you know you know start waiting till next step before you stay, you want to take a fast. Are you getting what I'm saying? This leading up, you can start taking the initiatives to fast. So there's personal fasting, and, and personal fasting is very scriptural. It's such that it's a decision made by the individual to abstain from food. And you know, when I say food now, it simply means water now, because water is also classes of food. Now, to devote time to spiritual activity. So that individual is separating himself, making a decision to say, okay, I'm going to I'm going to stay off food. Now, in our today's world, you know, you can stay off, staying off food. Now, Sorry. Hey. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Praise God. All right. So, so now, in our today's world now, staying off food, some people will do some people do some silly things. Such that they say they are staying, they are fasting, they are staying off food and they are spending time on Instagram. Bro. That's plus two minus hundred. Are you getting what I'm saying? You want to stay, you want to consecrate to the Lord. You want to devote your time to the Lord. Abby, right? Why are you now on Instagram? Are you getting what I'm saying? So are you seeing that? Many at times, the reason why we've not had effective fastings is because we, we surround ourselves with activities that are not supposed to be why are you on facebook what can't you stay off social media from morning to evening or limit the activities because probably let's say your work is with social media and all of those things and you just have to you know there's a way you can limit your activities with it and just consecrate on why what you are doing but many at times, we allow our time pass away in a personal fast. You know, I told you there are two kinds of fasting. Now. There's a personal fasting and there's a congregational fasting, right? We allow our time pass away such that we just abstain from food and we are just praying and we are doing other activities. Let's say you are, you are just, you are, you are, obviously you will go to work. You will say because you are fasting, you will work. You will go to work. You will do everything you need to do, right? But you must be conscious of what you are doing. That I am devoting my time. I'm staying off. I'm, stay, I'm, I'm staying off pleasures, natural appetite, and desires, in order to devote myself to a worship and service of God. Now, for instance, you see in Moses, Moses in Exodus thirty-four verse twenty-eight, the Bible says he was with the Lord for forty days and forty nights. You will see that whole thing also repeated again in the Thalonomy 9 verse 9. It didn't eat it nor drink water. You see David also, 2 Samuel 12 verse 16, he says, David besought the Lord and David fasted, went in and lay all night upon the, upon the earth. You read also in verse 20 to 22, he said he fasted, he wept. In Psalm 35 verse 13, he says, I humbled my soul with fasting. So, you know, you are consecrating yourself to the Lord. You are devoting your time to God. 
But you know, many a times we engage in social media. Times we said it is for the Lord now. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, you can be at work and also be with the Lord by your decision. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Whereby, I mean, you just you're just naturally secluded. Your break times is not for sleeping because you know you are fasting and you're just praying, you're just trusting God. You know, studying the scripture, looking at them, listening to a message again, waiting up on God because you are you are trusting. You feel refreshed spiritually. I've told you people before something I do personally, and I've told you this over the years. When I'm struggling to understand God's word, just like you two, I'm also I'm just a man graced with God. It's not as if I don't struggle to to understand certain things. I just take it fast. I know that if I pick it again, I just pray. I pray the Pauline prayers for myself. I know that if I pick it again, look at the material again, read it again, listen to it again, it's going to make sense. Once I see myself just struggling like this, I, ah, I don't seem to get this. I, I've, I've been on this for months, been on this page for months, been on, because sometimes I'm reading and I just get stuck on one page and I will be on that one page for like two months. I'll just remind myself, I'll just be what I'll just do is create time to fast and pray about that thing. Then I'll pick the page again and it will look like, ah, what did I not get here? Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, I just know the time to not be spending time on social media and be doing certain natural activity. Are you getting what I'm saying? Those are not the times for those things. You have decided to consecrate that period to the Lord. Can you go to work? Why not? So that shows that if you know you are going to go to work that day, there's natural initiatives you can take. Such like, or would you go to classes that day? Definitely. And let's say that day you have an ethic class. What are the natural initiatives you can take? Before the class, you could have woken up early to pray. Many of you, you wake up to eat. You say you want to eat sari, like say you are a Muslim. And you forget that you can actually wake up to pray, feed on God's word, because you know your day is going to be packed. But what people are concerned about is, and that's the wrongest thing to do. What you are more concerned about is, you are more concerned about how you will not be hungry in the fast. Ah, there's no way you will fast and you will not be hungry. You, are, you decided to abstain from food for the Lord, not for a weight loss. <laughs> you know, we need to explain those things very because a lot of people do intermittent fasting just because they want to for weight loss. You decided to abstain from food, so you are not eating, so that you will not be hungry when you have decided to abstain from it. And you see that it doesn't make sense, guys. Are you seeing that it doesn't make sense? So if you quickly eat five o'clock, you say, Ah, it's not yes, it's five o'clock. You are just deceiving yourself. Say, ah, let me quickly go to McDonald's. Let me go and buy caramel mokshu or something, macchino, or McDonald's breakfast. Such a such a jag and such a jag and butter, be bacon. I know Favor used to do that a lot. Oh, quickly go there, 5 a.m. I'm sure that it's 5:50. She will finish it. So as she will say, 10 minutes, drink water with it, 10 minutes, wash her mouth very well. Say, yes, the fasting has started. <laughs> All what you are doing is just deceiving yourself. 
you've decided that, Lord, it's me and you that I have today. There are times I'll just wake up and just say, today is for the Lord. till 6 p.m. There are times I just make decisions. I just say, today I'm praying. Today, Lord, you have my attention with prayer. And I'll just start praying. That's why many other times, I just, I just know certain things in prayer. Because I just tell the Lord, maybe I just wake up, or maybe in the midnight, I just say, from this midnight into the morning or afternoon, see, probably a wife text me and say, Pastor, are you hungry? <laughs> because she's the one that doesn't make me fast in this life. You don't see things. Pastor, what do you want to eat? If you were not hungry before, once you see that type of text message, you'll be hungry. You'll not be thinking it's true. What do I want to eat? So I now made the decision. Bef- I'm fasting to this text message. Lord, you have my attention to this text message. If this text message, and I know that she cannot test me in the morning. Go, go, not want to punish her life too. <laughs> that she can't test me. What do you want for breakfast? Oh, will be there. I don't like breakfast like that. Maybe much later. Or Chiamakana has already yielded to the devil too and say, Pastor, would you eat stew? In the, <laughs> in the day you have decided that, Lord, you have my attention with prayer, then you now want the Lord. Ah, Lord, I, Lord, but, ah, Lord, I've made. Make your decision. You've made the decision to already fast. Just say, please, I don't want. I will eat later. Simple. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't go and be like me when I was much younger. Ah, no, I won't cast myself. I'll cast myself much later. <laughs> but let me tell you, when I was much younger, ah, you will now go to a party. Maybe, and no. So when we were much, when I was much younger, right, there used to be food in our house many a times. But the day I now decide, so my mother now, and I noticed that it's like my mother was yielded to the devil a lot. Wednesday used to be my fasting day then, and that's when my mother would cook porridge, and I like porridge. For some reason, it just became like a tradition. Wednesday porridge, ah, I had to quickly confess one day. When I noticed it was a big temptation, I now wanted to be shifting my dates. Like, Lord, okay, you have where Thursday. And Thursday, I know that me and my guys, we are prepared to eat suya after, after school. And I had to tell her, I said, ah. She now noticed that a couple of times I will eat early in the morning, then I'll go to school. Then, after a while, I had to repent that, ah. This thing I'm doing, Wednesday is for the Lord. I've changed the day now. It's not Wednesday again. <laughs> but now, I had to, I had to tell the Lord, ah, this thing is, because but I could not resist it. Porridge. I love yam. Ah, why, if it's not porridge, then it will be yam and egg, yam and sauce. Ah, ah, why you this? So, I will eat it sometimes. I will eat it. Then I will not be feeling bad. Ah, Lord. Ah, Lord. And I know you want to show me something to do. Lord, ah, Lord. And sometimes you will be, will be the one to set yourself up. You will not be the one to. And, and it's my mother I know that. We cook a food successfully. And because she is fasting, she will not eat it. I don't know how many people do that. Eh? She can fast three days, biribiri, three days. And she will cook food throughout the three days and not taste it. She will say, Come and taste it. And I'll say, Ah. So sometimes we used to abuse ourselves like, You are fasting. What, how do you think me to I'm not fasting? You now want me to taste it? Say, yeah, Tony, come on. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? And now, I, I don't know how she does it. She will cook and she, and she will not be tempted. But if it is, she's not fasting, she will have even finished the food before the food is done. 
<laughs> my mother is very weird but she's fasting she's that disciplined on i don't know how she did she, she does those things but me oh oh you have to know yourself i say you want to deceive yourself oh me i'm casting myself you know your own problem me i'm telling you my own once me i see yam pounded yam yam anything that has yam in it i can almost backslide i don't know how to say no i'm planting Ah, actually that one. You know, let's say you're not gonna say yam plantain egg. Ah, you want to kill me? <laughs> just so you want to kill me. So now, I don't have to tell her one day. I just went to her. I was like, ah, I'm fasting. Please, can you not be cooking this again? He said, ah, I noticed that when you're eating, you're not happy. I said, I said, can you shift this day? Make it Tuesday. Ah, why is it that you have energy suddenly on a Wednesday? Ah! So she now know that ah, Wednesday is for the Lord. So if she's not cooking, she said, don't come near the kitchen. She'll be shouting from <laughs> she'll be shouting, don't come near the kitchen. You will eat it when you come and we keep your own body. <laughs> you know, you have to help yourself. Are you getting what I'm saying? You have to. You have to. You have decided that this is for the Lord. Then you are eating caramel macho, sausage and bacon, 5.30. Hey, mommy. You are finished. You don't understand what happened. Some people have even eaten breakfast, lunch and dinner between 12 to 6. They finish breakfast, lunch and dinner, caramel macho, everything. They eat planted chips, eat everything. They are, hey, I'm ready. <laughs> so we will say, ah, let me quickly make eba. So we'll be making eba. Eba is swallowed. So we'll make eba. In 4 p.m., 4 a.m. Say, ah, he's fasting. We don't know where pastor is. <laughs> we should eat again. They don't know when pastor will say we should eat again. Ah, and you decided to consecrate the day to the Lord. Who are you deceiving? Your caramel book show? Your stomach? Or God? Who exactly are you deceiving? I just see, in some of his report, I quickly had to go and get Dunkin' Donuts. For him, go and get Dunkin' Donuts. I'm sure in that Dunkin' Donuts, the sausage inside, there's donuts, the glazed and the unglazed. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> then there's sheep, so puff puff. See? <laughs> then you quickly raise your mouth. Then you'll be checking it. Ah, it's almost six, almost six. Let me quickly shoot this one again. Who are you? Wait. Who, <laughs> Who exactly? Are you deceiving? No, tell me. Who? Wait, you know, I remember when I was working with a friend. She's a, she, she's a Muslim. So we used to work together. And then they were doing the Ramadan festival season, the Ramadan fast. So was they give us break at 4 a.m.? Then I used to work in the midnight. Was they give us break at 4 a.m.? 
Ah, this girl is already asking me. Give me key, give me key. I need to quickly go and eat. Ah, I said, why? She said, ah. <laughs> the first is starting C say Emo. See, she has to catch up. So <laughs> the energy with which she used to come and meet me in my line. Because we don't used to work in the same line. Kiki 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 kiki. I said, calm down. He said, ah. They already text, they have already seen the message of the WhatsApp group. They say the start is fasting five thirty. He says it's over five thirty. And this girl will bring. I remember one day I followed her to the car to see what she really eat. Because me, I, I always get curious. What these people really eat? Ha. Ah, when I get to the car, is you know, there's lunchbox and there's lunchbox. Hey. This was more look like cooler. Hey. There was rice and sauce, there was plantain, there was fish, there was, <laughs> there was vegetable aside. I was like, ah. And I asked her, I said, you're going to finish everything? She said, ah. We don't know when the moon will set again. <laughs> he said, in America, the moon is to fluctuate. He said, other countries, they might see their moon on time. But we, we don't know when the moon will... <laughs> I said, who are you not deceiving? Are you getting what I'm saying? Who are you deceiving? It's a personal fast. You say you you, you woke up in the morning. Nobody forced you. You told yourself you want to fast. Then you have eaten breakfast, lunch, and dinner before the 6 a.m. Then in the 6 a.m., you will still sleep to, co to cover out the time. I remember when I was much younger. <laughs> Then, fast. How many of you did those fasting to 12? 6 to 12. How many of you did it? Ah! Those times used to look like Joshua stopped the clock. Those times. Ah! I will sleep, I will wake up. My mother would say, We are still fasting. Brethren, <laughs> it was like, Brethren, we are in another session. Brethren, we are still fast. Sis, You'll be checking time, 10 o'clock. Ah, thank God, two hours. Two hours late, two hours late. Then those two hours will suddenly be slow. It will look like the, the, the hours are crawling. Then the day you are not fasting, every day will just be moving faster. I remember many years ago, I told myself, I'm going to fast this fast and I must hear God. I must hear God speak to me. And I, I don't know if I've, this is a personal experience. I started hearing God was when I decided to fast, stretch myself to fast at 3 p.m. But men and brethren, that time, I will not advise my enemy to do it. That time, it looked like the sun and the moon ceased. And I was now, and I decided to go on a mountain. We have one mountain, one small mountain in my house. So I was, I stood on that mountain. The same Moses stayed on the mountain to fast and pray. So I wanted to act on the scripture. I wanted to act on the scripture and stayed on the mountain. So the sun will beat me. I will quickly go inside and then catch my breath. <laughs> because I wanted to hear God. On the third day, I just heard God. Very loud and clear. I will tell you. I will tell you. I heard God very loud and clear. And that was it. Until today, that voice that spoke to me that day. Eh? If I'm confused, that's why I am barely confused on. I, I'm not one of those believers that 
doubted or con was confused about if God is speaking or if the devil was speaking. I, when I learned even the leading of the Spirit, it just simplified what has been going on in my life. I have never been confused because I know the voice that I hear. I fasted, you don't know the stress, to fast three days to hear one voice. <laughs> now, does that mean that you cannot have heard the voice? Without us, you definitely believe I will not try it, but that's my own personal experience. And you get to what I'm saying. So, when you say, when you have decided that you want to do a personal fast, you have decided to consecrate it to the Lord. In Nehemiah 1 verse 4, it says that it came to pass when they heard the words and sat down, wept, mourned, certain days, fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. In Daniel 1 verse 9 to Daniel 1, Daniel 9 verse 1 to 4, it says, I set my face before the Lord to seek in prayers and supplication. You know, you can wait on the Lord personally and say, I want to see God in prayer and fasting as touching my disciple. How about that? I just want to trust God. What is God saying about this person's life? This life that this person has brought to me. What is God saying about this person? You know, personally, as your pastor, I have times where I just pray for my entire church, everybody that is associated with me. As I'm going home now to go and pray, to go and fast for, for weeks, my retreat, I barely even pray for myself. All I'm praying about, I started writing the list of people I'm going to pray for, all, all the names I can remember that are in our church. These are the list I'm going to be praying about. I've been doing it now for three years. And I trust God to keep doing it for more. Are you getting what I'm saying? Those days you can't reach me. It's not possible. You can't reach me. Those are the days, those are the those are the one week in one year that nobody can text me and I respond. Because I've given you my entire 365 days. So give me also <laughs> that five days. Even if I'm on the year, if you text me, I'll respond. I don't take my phone off that way. If I'm on the air, I will buy Wi-Fi. It's not possible. I believe that God has sent me to people and I must always respond to people. That's me. Except text message that does not make sense. <laughs> That's it. But the ones that God has called me, I believe, and I learned it from my pastor, my life is already with people. So I'm responsible for lives. So you can't, you, it's not possible to text me and my number will not go. Even in the midnight, I will respond. It's not possible. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is me. But that one week, ah, oh, you can't reach me. It's not possible. Even if you text me, I will not respond. That's the time I'm praying for you. <laughs> no, that's why I don't pray for you that time. But I'm waiting on God that season. Are you getting it? And I believe every preacher should do that also. Where you have those times. Because even when I'm on the air, and my phone is still active. Very active. Because I, I, I told myself, this is those, anything can happen. You might need a help. You might need something. You might need a direction. If I need a, I'm there. At this, I tell people, I say, if my pastor, as busy as he is, who has thousands of people, not just thousands, thousands of people under him, texting him. I remember there was a day he screenshotted something, not knowing. He screenshotted something. And I saw his WhatsApp, 400 on red message. I said, ah. And you still have time to respond to me. Ah, I'm blessed. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So, there are times you just seclude yourself and tell yourself, 
I want to pray. I want to fast. I want to hear God for this person. You know, see guys, you know if you do this a lot for your disciples, you will have more effective results. How many of you know? How many of you know? You will. The reason why many of you are standing to this is because somebody prayed. This is why you are standing spiritually, staying in church. It's because somebody prayed. Imagine your life. Now, let me, let, me tell you, let, me, let me ask you a question. Imagine your life in the last two years. If somebody have put you, no, not, 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 not some of you have been with me. Let's say, imagine your life in 2016. If you have imagined that, because I think I met some of you after 2016. If you have imagined that somebody will put you and be writing, spending, telling you to stay in church till 10 p.m., would you have said, would you, would you have agreed? No, it's the work of prayer. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's the work of prayer. Imagine you can, imagine you want your disciples to grow. You, want, you can just wait on the Lord. First, what is the Lord saying about this person's life? I remember before I started the church, before we started this church, one of the things I did was to go to Abuja, Nigeria, and just stay in a house for close to about 21 days, praying and fasting. Just praying and fasting. In the course of it, it was November, and in the course of it, I had a, about three to four hours vision on what the Lord wants us to do as a church. Very clear open visions, and I picked my book and I was writing. Interestingly, it was after it was after I came out of the vision, I noticed that it was about three to four hours. It was very fast. It, it, that's one experience I can't stay. It was very fast because I don't even know. I just waited on the Lord. Lord, what would you have us do as a church? Okay, we are starting this. What would we do? Then it was better in intense prayer. I remember during the pandemic, <clears throat> when everybody was shouting, pandemic, pandemic. Me, I was not even working before the pandemic. I was fasting and praying. So when pandemic happened, me, I just said, let me go and work. Me, I'm not going to react to something. I got a job in pandemic. I started working in pandemic. I worked all through the pandemic. But I can tell you, 2020, I fasted. If you check my pictures in 2020, I was doing I was doing a picture check. I was my neck was very long like this. I fasted a lot in 2020, just waiting on the Lord because I didn't knew that God wanted us to start a church. I was just fasting. I was just praying. Interestingly, this name Supernatural Church that we used to do, it came in January 2020. I heard God tell me 2020. I'm saying this for the first time. 2020, that same period of fasting and prayer. I heard it's going to be, this, this I heard it, it is going to be a supernatural church. And I was asking the Lord, what, what, is, what does that mean? What does that mean? I kept fasting, I kept praying again. I kept praying again. I kept praying again. I kept praying again. I just heard it very loud and clear. It is going to be a supernatural church. That's it. I heard it in 2020. I just did not tell anyone. I think I told people last year. But it was in the course of fasting and prayer. So with fasting and prayer, you are open to visions and revelation. I just told you, the very first time I heard God, let me tell you what I heard. I heard the name of my class teacher, Mrs. Ari Bisala. 
Now, why was that spectacular to me? Let me tell you why it was. This woman was not supposed to be a class teacher because she just joined the school. Now, it was spectacular because I doubted it. I said, ah, this is the devil. This woman can't be. So when I resumed, because it was in the summer, so when I resumed and I heard it, it made me believe God the more. So since then, I started hearing God. I knew, oh, God's voice. So now to me, many a times, God tells me impossibilities. And that's been the pattern. I hear, ah, is it possible? It's just like how God is saying with a wild harvest. Me, as I'm telling you, I'm still thinking, hey, is it possible? But I know it's possible. Many a times, God tells me impossibilities to let me know he's going to do it. That's my own personal experience. And many of it, I can tell you, how did I even, how was I able to come to, why am I sharing this? How was I able to come to, how did I know to come to New York to start a church? December 25, 2019, in the course of fasting and prayer, my pastor laid hands on me, and I saw a divinely granted vision, very loud and clear. The Lord told me, pack your bag and go to New York. Very spectacular. Then, I didn't, New York was not in my mind. Are you getting what I'm saying? It was not in my mind. Towards the time of Mission is Possible last year, I set myself to fast days upon days and days, waiting on the Lord. What will we, because now, Mission is Possible last year. Let me tell you how Mission is Possible started. I knew God wanted us to have Mission is Possible. When did God tell us that? God told us that since 2019. No. 2020, I think it's because of the pandemic. If I get my jot, I'll, 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 think, I'll, I'll, I'll get my fact and my dates accurate. So I don't know, is that 2019 or 2020? Lord told us to, 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 the Lord told me, no, it's 2020. Because I know that's the year I fasted a whole lot, almost throughout the year. Now, the Lord said in that 2020 that I should gather ministers and raise ministers of the gospel. All what I'm doing today was an offshoot of what the Lord told me in 2020. Gather ministers of the gospel, gather them together, and make them pray, make them do this and that, and so many things like that. I wrote everything now. And I was like, oh, wow. So, you know, we're planning for a youth conference in 2020, 2021, and it's supposed to happen. I was also planning for a youth conference. So, as it did not happen, I had to wait on the Lord again and prayed and fasted. Lord, okay. What do we use these three days to do? Since we are not doing the youth conference in the normal venue, should we also go and do a sort of a meeting or the camp meeting? Is this camp meeting starting? Because the Lord has already told me about a camp meeting. That we're going to have a camp meeting, just like we are doing glory meetings. Glory meetings is going to be a camp meeting. And I said, I was just waiting on the Lord, praying. What it is time for mission is possible. This is the mission is possible season. And I said, ah, how did they do it? I just saw a vision. Gather people to pray, do this and that. And we set it to we set it in motion. That's how mission is possible started. I noticed that there's always been a pattern from an impossible situation, something that comes out of it. Then that's how mission is possible started. Now, Lord, where will we use as a venue? That was another challenge. What will happen? God took care of it. <laughs> but we're fasting and prayer. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's just like, before glory meeting, I was preparing for sight and sound. All of you know it. I was preparing for sight and sound. In fact, 
till two, three weeks. So now, as of September, we said, we said we're going to, we said we're going to do side and sound. I don't know if you remember. We're going to do side and sound. Side and sound is just a retreat. Those of you that have been with me since, you know how we do side and sound. We just come together. We will pray for a couple of hours. Then we we'll teach God's word. We we'll talk about the church. You know what to say. Plans and that's all. That's side and sound for you. It's just a retreat to get everybody in check and everybody to ensure that you are doing your spiritual life and all. But we're fasting all through the month of October. Some of us in church, we're just fasting and waiting on the Lord in October. So I took it more. So I now took it more seriously as at some point, close to the glory meeting time. That ah, okay, we are having the meeting. Let me start praying intensely. I wasn't trying to even pray about sight and sound. That's the truth. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to. Because I just felt I know how it works now, you know. So I'll just pray a couple of minutes. It's just to steer ourselves up since we're still even going to pray in the meeting. And I wasn't <clears throat> so freaks about it. So as we just fasted, as we just fasted, we just pray. Ah, I just kept having burdens in my heart that this is not sight and sound. This is not sight and sound. That's just what kept coming to my heart. This is not sight and sound. This is beyond sight and sound. So the question is, Lord, what is this? So I decided, you must always know how to take an initiative. Are you getting what I'm saying? I've been saying stories a lot these days. <laughs> you must always know how to take an initiative. And the initiative is, I just waited on the Lord, prayed even much more in the fasting. Lord, what would you have us do? Do you notice that? It is until I thought receiving the supernatural, I said, it's a glory meeting. How many of you noticed? That's when I actually said, ah, this is a glory meeting. Because I noticed that the Lord told me to prepare his sermon as touching visions and revelation, as touching how to move, walk in the things of the Spirit. Ah, that alone did not make sense. Normal sight and sound is just for us to pray. It's just for, and the Lord is saying, prepare a sermon and prepare your people on how to see visions, how to see revelations, how to flow with the revelation gate. Ah. So, you know what me I did? I just picked a note I taught in 2018. If you notice, I brought my black book back. The black book I used to, used to teach in 2018. Some of you have been with me I just brought it back. And that's what I used to teach. Now, now how were we able to do this in place of fasting and prayer? So it shows that. Why am I saying this? It shows that there seems to be more precision and accuracy when men fast and pray. Because we, we are, it's like we are consecrating everything, taking everything off and waiting on the Lord. So in waiting on the Lord, there seems to be a sight and a sound. A sight with me we see. A sound with me, just like in Acts 2. As they minister to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost said, the Holy Ghost said. And I trust God that as we, as we fast, as we pray, in the year coming, we are going to have a lot of sounds. The Holy Ghost saying. Now, it's not just saying to us as a local church, but saying to you individually. And I'm speaking to you by the Spirit, and I'm telling you, and I'm seeing with you, and I'm saying, I'm hearing you giving me a testimony and saying, Pastor, I'm just hearing your voices saying, Pastor, thank you for this fasting and prayer. It is in this fasting and prayer that we did, I'm able to do what I'm doing now. And I'm hearing you tell me in 2030. I'm hearing you talk to me in 2014 and say, it's because of this fasting and prayer 
that we did in 2023. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing now because I saw it here, I heard it here. I, I did. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is going to help. I will trust God. So in personal fasting, we wait on the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? Look at him, Paul. Second, I'm trying to. I'm, I want to round up now because of our time. Anyway, so we'll continue in this. Um, Nobody are looking at me. <laughs> look at Second Corinthians six verse five. Let's look at Paul. Personal fasting. So we said there are two kinds of fasting, right? There's personal fasting and there is the congregational fasting, right? So look at Paul in Second Corinthians six verse five. He says that in stripes, in imprisonment, in thorns, in labors, and in fasting. So Paul was a man given to fasting and prayer also. He was a man given to fasting and prayer. So that's personal fasting, right? So you abstain, right, from food, social media, right? Things that will distract you, right? And you consecrate that period to the Lord. Now, in consecrate that period to the Lord shows you are having activities, right? You are praying. You are feeding on the word, right? There is no, there is, there is, you, fasting involves activity. You have to pray. You have to study. You have to feed on the word. You have to wait. You, you have to do something more than you will actually have done on your whole day. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because you have consecrated it for the Lord. So that shows if you wanted to sleep, you can tell yourself, okay, I'm not sleeping those long. I will wake up at this time to pray again, to feed on the word, to, to listen to a message, to just meditate. Let me meditate over the prophecies. Let me meditate over things. That is waiting on the Lord. You are consecrating yourself to the Lord. And after you break your fast, you know you can return back to whatever you need to do. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is it. Now, a congregational fast, and I will end here. What is a congregational fast? And in the next session that we'll do, we'll just put a cap. I think we'll just put a cap to everything. Are you getting it? We'll just... So it will just be five sessions. I will just put a cap to everything. We will study fasting much more doctrinally later. I think the essence of this series is just to walk you through and everybody in line with our local church on what we are about to do. Does that make sense? Then much later we will study in depth what fasting is all about. Does it make sense? Mm. So congregational fasting. Congregational implies, implies plurality of person. That is, the congregational fast implies two or three people having decided to observe a fast together. So can we say now that as a church, we have decided at January 1 to February 9, we are going to fast together. Can we say that? For 40 days, right? Right? We're going to break, right? We're going to break at least 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. every day and eat and refresh ourselves for the next day. Does that make sense? But we're going to wait on the Lord in fasting and prayer. And we're, going to, or we're going to carry it out because as a church, we're going to be doing... So as a church, what, one of the things we're going to be doing at least every week is we're going to double up our prayers. Does that make sense? So instead of doing three hours prayer chain, we're going to double it up because we are fasting. We are actually waiting on the Lord for something. Are you getting on? We are consecrating ourselves. We are devoting ourselves. So, and we are going to be open for sight and sounds. Are you getting what? Visions and revelations. Are you getting what I'm saying? Um, trusting God for a wild harvest by the Spirit of God. Trusting God for a lot of things. And we are consecrating ourselves. The consecration says that means we are positioning ourselves to walk in God's line for what God wants us to do. I just told you personal experiences of things I got as a minister of the gospel via fasting and prayer. And I'm open for more. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm open for more. I don't know if you notice that. We fasting a mission is possible, right? 
and our outreaches was very supernatural. How many of you noticed? A mission is possible. We met supernatural people. We healed this woman. And you get what I'm saying? There was this, this utterance coming to pass. You know, we gave an utterance before mission is possible. And we saw the utterance come to pass in mission is possible. That's because we took the initiative and we fasted and prayed. So as a church, we can fast and pray, right? We can, before we take any activity, before we take decisions, we can fast and pray. Before we say, let's do this, let's fast and pray. Before we, because it's always necessary. So therefore, as seen in the scripture, when a congregational fast is declared, the leader of the congregation or the group specifies the reason for the fast. Now, you know the reason, right? You know the reason why we are fasting, right? Everybody in church, we are in one accord, right? Guys, guys, right? So, the leader of the church or the leader, so that shows in your cell meetings and everything as you progress, because I know that the Lord is going to give you cell members, cell meetings, all of those things as we progress in this coming year. So, you can declare a fast among them and say, guys, let's just fast and pray. The reason for this is this. Are you getting what I'm saying? And the leader of the congregation or group specifies the reason for the fast and also the time limit for the fast. Now, I have set a time limit for the fast. We are going to be breaking our fast at least 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. every day. Why? I want you to be effective with it. We are going to do certain fasting next year where obviously mission is possible. You should know that mission is possible cannot be 5 p.m. <laughs> it's not possible. Mission is possible you might not eat the whole day. And you may take one tangerine or one grape <laughs> to break with one small cup of water. I'm just joking. And I'm not joking. So if you look at, uh, at the time limit of the fast, so each member of the group is expected to aid by the general instructions given by the leader. So in a congregational fast, you abide by instructions. What is the instructions given? Okay, what are we to do? We are going to be feeding on God's word. We are going to send out a series, listening to this. Are you getting what I'm saying? We're going to, okay, read this. Read this material. Read these things. And those things are going to be specified and given to us as a church. And we are going to all do it together. Does that make sense? So by you not abiding the, the instruction, you are, you are not working in one accord. Because we all have a target. In Leviticus, 20, Leviticus 16 verse 29, I'm trying to rush up so that I, I, I'm going to be done now. In Leviticus 16 verse 29, it says, And this shall be a statue forever in the seventh month of the third day, that ye shall afflict your souls and do no work at all, whether be one of your own company or a stranger that sojourneth among you. So Moses instituted a fast for the people. And he set the time for this, and now it's supposed to be done. Are you getting what I'm saying? Also in Esther. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, this code must me. I rebook it. Mm -mm. Esther 6 verse 4, 6, Esther 4 verse 16. It says the Jewish they present themselves to Shushan and they say they will neither eat nor drink for three days or night. Says if I perish, I perish. And they declare the death of three days and three nights. In 2 Chronicles 20, verse 3. They set, this, they set themselves, Jehoshaphat proclaimed a fast. Second Chronicles 20 verse 3, uh, 3 to 4, Jehoshaphat proclaimed the congregational fast for all the inhabitants of Judah. And the reason, for the, fact, the reason for the fast was that they needed to ask help from the Lord. They needed to ask help from the Lord. In Jeremiah 36 verse 9, Jeremiah 36 verse 9, 
A congregational fast was seen such that King Jehoiakim proclaimed the fast for all the people of Jerusalem. All the people of Jerusalem, for all the people that came from the cities of Judah into Jerusalem. So that shows that all through the scriptures, they are being congregational fasting. You see in also in Acts 13 verse 1 to 2 and 3, he says, There appear certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Lysias, Nidia, and Simon, and Manning, and the herald of Patches, and Saul. He says, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Paul and Barnabas, for the working unto have called them. He now says, as, and as they fasted and prayed, hands was laid on them, and they sent them away. So the essence, so in that at 13 now, the congregational fasting was observed by the leaders and prophets and teachers of that local church. And it's, it's as though, do you notice something? And I'm going to share this much later. It's as though, after the heart 13 experience, Paul's ministry just picked up. As was laid on him, and boom, at 14, we saw him in a, in a city preaching. At 15, at 16, it seemed like that was the beginning of his ministry. It seemed like he was born again in Act 10, but there wasn't much. Luke didn't give us much details said about him till Act 13. Because in Act 12, Luke stopped telling us about Peter. Because that was when Peter was delivered, then he moved to another city so that <laughs> the ministry can continue and his life can be preserved. <laughs> Are you getting it? Then, in Act 13, he just showed us. Luke just introduced us to Paul's ministry. But it seemed as though he fasted and prayed before he started. So that shows, I know, many of you are going to plant more works. Cells are going to start. Are you getting what I'm saying? I see, what I see by the Spirit of God, 10, 15 people, you are going to be handling them. You are going to have your own meeting days in 2023. Are you getting what I'm saying? Where you are teaching. Where, whereby, all we are just doing is having Saturday and Sunday service, such that they are just an offshoot of your meetings. All your disciples are in service. Are you getting what I'm saying? But you are responsible in 2023 for those things. And how are we going to set ourselves up for it? Fasting and prayer. It's, a, it's an increased time. And all of us are going to partake in this increase. Are you getting what I'm saying? When they say it's a wide harvest, it shows that you are going to have more souls you are responsible for. So how are we going to prepare ourselves for it? So you know the essence of our fasting. One of the major essences of our fasting is that we are preparing ourselves for growth. As a local church, we are growing. And we are all going to do the work together. So all of us are more strengthening and positioning ourselves for it. Because as men come, hope you know that I will not be able to undo many people again. You have to take the responsibilities. Are you getting what I'm saying? You have to. So the essence of the practice of the fasting, both congregational, both personal, is to abstain from food and also from pleasures, natural appetites, desires. So in fasting, you are abstaining from food. You are abstaining from natural pleasures. You are abstaining from desires. That the things you would naturally have done on a day, maybe go through social media, spend like 10 hours on social media, you won't do it that day. Maybe spend more time on the phone with certain people, you won't do it that day. Maybe, you know, those things, you're just, it's not as if, now, look at the look at the slant to it. It's not as if you are now going to be an alien and telling people, you are fasting, you are doing this. I just told you the story of my mom. My mom will cook, despite she's still fasting. It doesn't neglect. You have to be smart. We saw Jesus' example such that he was fasting and he said you should not appear like the Pharisees such that when they are fasting, 
is written all over their face. It's written all over their social media. It's written all over their things. So that shows that if we are engaging in social media a lot, those people we are going to stop. We're going to like, okay, you don't have to tell people why you are doing what you are doing. At work, you are going to relate normally. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are going to greet people normally. So if they are sharing donut at work that period, you say, you can collect it, but you will not eat it. Does that make sense? You don't have to say no. You can collect it and put it under your table and eat it when you break at six. Are you getting what I'm saying? But it's just that means it just means that times you will naturally have go and play with people and gist with people, you can just be on your desk meditating on God's word. You can just be on your desk praying. You can just go to the restroom. One of the things I do, especially when I'm fasting, especially when I was still working in a warehouse then, is that when I'm fasting and praying like that, I'm naturally in the restroom every time. I'm just naturally just taking a break, going to the restroom. What am I doing there? I'm just sitting there in the, in the, in the, in the toilet seat and just praying in tongues. Just spending some time spraying in tongues, spraying in tongues, spraying in tongues. I can do it for 15 minutes, then go back to my... To, and, and I'll be working with people and be gisting and talking normally. But there is, there is a natural sense of quiet with me. I'm quiet in my spirit, waiting on the Lord to say something. Because you are waiting on the Lord. You see, it's, it's called waiting on the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you are expecting that you will hear something. You are expecting a fresh direction. You are expecting you will see. I just told you, before we started this church, I went to a city in Abuja, Nigeria. And I just stayed. And I thank God for someone like Pastor Ife who gave me his house. And I just stayed in his house alone for almost 21 days. What was I doing? I remember November 1 to almost 20, November 21. And immediately after that, I went into a conference. And in that conference, that was in that same conference, Lord told me, come to Rochester January 13 and all of those things. And it just dawned on me what the Lord will want us to do in ministry. Why are we doing what we are doing today? I saw it. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it seems as though when people fast and pray, they are preparing themselves for a bigger tax. So that our first 40 days. You know, we're going to... The truth of the matter is, we will not obviously... Let me tell you the truth. Let me be more sincere with you. It's not all through the 2023 we obviously fast. Don't be scared. No. But we'll first do 40 days. And we'll still do more 40 days. Are you getting what I'm saying? But that first 40 days, what we are using it to do is to prepare ourselves for the harvest. Prepare ourselves for cell meetings. Prepare ourselves for larger disciples. Are you getting what I'm saying? Prepare ourselves for increase, wild harvest. Prepare ourselves to demonstrate the power of God like we've never seen. Prepare ourselves to plant more work. Are you getting what I'm saying? And you know the funniest thing about it is, in the course of that same month, we are going to have a retreat. We're going to have sight and sound. We're going to have a retreat where we all come together and we'll pray again as a church. We'll feed on God's word. We'll, we'll steer ourselves up to go and do more. Are you getting what I'm saying? And we trust God. Ha, hallelujah. We trust God for a massive increase. It's a year of wild harvest. Glory to God. It's a year of mighty demonstrations of the Spirit of God. It's a year of planting more churches. It's that year. And we trust God for it. Amen. So let's just pray. Let's, let's just, we thank God what this, this evening. Oh, somebody's hands and let's just pray that we are in one accord as we are receptive to God's word. Hold somebody's hand beside you and let's lift our voice and let's just pray. Let's, let's be on our feet and let's just pray. Let's just pray. Let's just pray. Lift your voice and let's pray. Lift your voice and let's pray. Let's cheer ourselves up. Let's turn ourselves up. 
to fast, to pray, to wait on the Lord. That is not difficult for us. We, we, let's just pray. Let's just pray.